epistle to Romans from Paul the Apostle, chapter 14, 1 through 12. I told you we'd stay in Romans. <laughs> so let us now hear the word of God to us this morning. Welcome those who are weak in faith, but not for the purpose of quarreling over opinions. Some believe in eating anything, while the weak eat only vegetables. Those who eat must not despise those who abstain, and those who abstain must not pass judgment on those who eat. For God has welcomed them. Who are you to pass judgment on servants of another? It is before their own Lord that they stand or fall, and they will be upheld. For the Lord is able to make them stand. Some judge one day a day may be better than another, while others judge all days to be alike. Let all be fully convinced in their own minds. Those who observe the day observe it in honor of the Lord. Also those who eat, eat in honor of the Lord, since they give thanks to God, while those who abstain, abstain in honor of the Lord and give thanks to God. We do not live to ourselves, and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So when, then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and lived again, so that he might be the Lord of both the living and the dead. Why do you pass judgment on your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? We will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue will give praise to God. So then each of us will be accountable to God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, I pray that you would speak through me, but if not, you would speak in spite of me. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, there was an ecumenical dinner, and it was for the community. It was a fundraiser. And there was a rabbi and a Catholic priest that were the head of this group. They're going to say the prayers and lead the procession and do everything that needed to be done for the program. And there was a mistake made in the meal, and the, this really kind of hurt the rabbi, that they served ham sandwiches for the meal. <laughs> and if you know anything about Jewish culture, the rabbi could not eat the hand. So the Catholic priest kind of smiled off the side and said, you know, and whispered to the rabbi as they sat together at the front and said, you know, it's just tradition. It's just, you know, something that's been passed down. Surely the Spirit of God would allow you to eat ham just once. Why don't you just take a bite and see how it tastes? And the rabbi replied, I'll eat it when you get married. <laughs> worship God and begin to serve God, we, we try to discern what is most important and what is not quite as important to us. And so we, we create these laws and rules and things which govern how we worship the Lord God who created all the universe. And of course, as Christians, we have some particular ways of doing things uh, that perhaps the, the Jewish people don't. But within the Christian community, even we have disagreements on how sometimes we ought to do things. And sometimes opinions can get in the way of how we worship God. And what Paul, when he was talking to the Romans and the Roman church, 
He noticed that there was division that was going up about them, depending on whether or not someone was eating as basically a vegetarian and not eating the meats, or whether one was allowed to eat the meats that had been sacrificed to idols, or perhaps not, but just to eat meat in general. And so there was a division coming together, and Paul had to make a midrash. Midrash. Have you ever heard that before? Midrash is what a Jewish rabbi would do when someone comes to him and says a very important question. It's very disconcerting for the people of faith, and it's causing people not to be able to worship. And the question is basically, who's right? Can we eat meats, or can we not? And is this division something that can be healed? Can the decision be made one way or the other so we can come together? And Paul does something that one might not expect. He says, maybe there's a weaker and a stronger position here. But both of you are doing what you're doing unto God. And because of that, it's honorable. And so we need to respect one another in our opinions and differences in this respect. Now, I'm sure that's not the answer they wanted to get. They probably want to say, my side was right, and your side was wrong, and so everyone on that side needs to conform to my side. The other side is thinking the same thing. But Paul said, both of you, one side is living in grace, one side is eating the meat, and knowing that the meat is being sacrificed to idols which do not exist. And so if we say a blessing to the Lord God, the creator of the universe, that meat is okay to eat. If you really want to get legalistic, according to the Council of Jerusalem between Paul and Peter a few years prior. But on the other side, there are people who came from the Jewish faith who had become to believe in Jesus Christ as their Messiah, who had lived according to the law all their lives and had it very hard to do unclean things according to their traditions. So living in grace for them was something that was distasteful, not because they didn't want to live in grace, but because all their lives they've been raised to live that way. And so Paul says we ought to respect one another in this difference of opinion that both sides are doing what they're doing unto God. Now, be clear that Paul is not saying let's throw out the Ten Commandments, let's throw out uh, all the, the clear teachings of Scripture and all the traditions that have been given to us, but he's saying all the opinions which we have, all those extra things, they call it majoring in the majors and minoring in the minors, have you ever seen someone squabble over something that doesn't mean anything? If something doesn't mean something, if it doesn't ultimately affect our relationship to God, if there's a way that we can accommodate one another in a difference of opinion like the color of the carpet, what if, imagine you came into this church, Trinity United Methodist Church, and one day all the carpet was green. Like imagine, you know, it'd be a big shift. And some people might have a very strong reaction. I'm not saying I'm doing this. I'm just like, <laughs> but there might be a strong opinion about that. If you came in one day and someone had changed one of the names on the same glass, there would be an opinion about that. And one ought to be in relationship about with each other about that. There are probably rules and laws that regulate how these things happen. There's an administration council that one can bring these to. But in all things, in all the processes, and everything we do, Paul is saying that we need to have charity for one another and worship God in all things. Have love for one another in all things. And in that way, you live according to the spirit that Jesus Christ called us to be, which is to be one in the spirit. Not to be many. And sometimes it's, it's deceptive because we have many churches in the community. Or we have many denominations in Protestantism. Or the Catholic Church split from the Protestant church. 
there are divisions that you know, are out there. But is that God's intention for God's people? I think Paul would probably take the Methodists and the Seventh-day Adventists who would argue mainly over one thing, whether we worship on Saturday or Sunday. And Jesus would stand between them and say, do you love me? Both of them would say, yes. And then Jesus would just say, go and teach, baptize. <laughs> teach them all that I've taught you. That minor disagreement isn't what should divide you in the mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ and raising up the young so that they would know that love in order to give love to others. I've seen in my own church growing up, I've seen divisions uh, happen over opinions over what pastor someone has. I've seen opinions arise over what kind of building one ought to do. Should it look like a cathedral or should it look like a warehouse? That's a hard question. But it is taste. Maybe it can be a mystery. <laughs> but there's a God in the universe who deserves to be glorified and worshipped whether we have our own opinions or not. There's a God that we ought to have a relationship with in our individual lives and in our corporate worship. And we ought not to be so divided that we come to the table we would have quarrels and qualms with one another. <laughs> and in fact, it's recommended that before we come for communion each Sunday, that if you have an argument with someone, to go to them face to face and say to them, I love you, but this is hurting me. Can we, can we find a resolution? Or, I did something to you, and I need to apologize. To bring the opinions together, to serve the Lord together regardless of differences. I love Emily's example. Emily, where are you at? <laughs> Back there. I love the black pants example. When I was a youth director, this is probably about 10 years ago, at Grace Chapel in Lexington, Massachusetts, something happened in one of our youth rooms. We had just built a huge youth area. We had tons of classrooms. We had 400 kids on the rolls. And there's an entire youth section of the church. We had worship before church started with the youth. We had three worship teams, round circles everywhere. We had side classrooms for Sunday school rooms. And... Uh, an older gentleman came through the hallway, and he walked into the youth room, and he took a hat off of a kid's head and said, we don't wear those in church. Well, the youth director, we went up and said, well, he's allowed to wear it here. This is where he's worshiping God. This is his clothes, and he, we're trying to reach out to him. And that hat does not keep him from worshiping the Lord our God in this house. We can easily turn into an exclusive social club where only people who look like us and think like us are welcome. That's not who we are as Christians. Paul called for a big tent of Christianity. And he said, it doesn't matter what carpet color you have or what style of structure building you have. It does not matter what clothes you wear to church or whether you can afford a big meal or just a meager meal. You are welcome. Because you're both bringing everything you have, and I love these words, to God. You read that scripture again, it says, both of you are doing these things to God. You are refraining from Ham because you are worshiping God. And you are eating Ham because you are worshiping God. Respect one another. Care for one another. 
Now imagine what it would be like if I brought a pot roast instead of fried chicken. <laughs> it's kind of hard. I mean, it would be a few opinions. But hopefully it wouldn't break our Christian unity. We ought to live in grace. Paul does have an opinion. He says the grace side of things is the stronger side. But he says the grace people and the liberty people need to respect the law people and love one another. Because we're all different. And we can do that together. We'll become more like Jesus who went 